sports fans, and thank you for joining me here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and yet we are back for another fantastic podcast. And today we have a little segment I like to call Buy or Sell. Now, if you don't know, there's seven undefeated teams left in the NFL, um, and that includes the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Denver Broncos, and lastly, the Las, An- the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, all these teams, obviously, like I said, are undefeated. They're either 2-0, 3-0. Obviously, Carolina's 3-0. They just won in Thursday Night Football. But I think it's an interesting time to say, well, are these teams really, truly undefeated teams? Like, are they, are they truly contenders or are they pretenders? But I'm taking my own spin on it. And I'm saying, would I buy their stock or would I sell their stock? Because maybe I'll buy some of these stock because it's high, but maybe it'll get even higher So might as well buy now or should I sell it while it's still hot because maybe in two or three weeks, they're not as hot as they are and I can make some sort of profit off that if if you get my gist. So I'm going to start with the teams that I would personally buy into and I'm going to start with the hot commodity, the Arizona Cardinals. Now Arizona going to the season had a few question marks. Now I think the the biggest thing looming this team was Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Cliff Kingsbury... A phenomenal coach at Texas Tech, um, you know, came in Arizona in 2019 and it, you know, Kyler Murray was coming in and it it looked like this team was going to be very dynamic. And while we saw that in the first two years, we did see the college-esque coach come into Cliff Kingsbury and sort of mess up some things. Obviously, the first year they struggled a lot, right? They struggled a lot. But then the second year... They started off hot and then boom, end of the season, they collapsed, missed out on the playoffs. So this was the year or this is the year that Cliff Kingsbury really has to show what he's made of and what the team is made of. Obviously, Kyler Murray's still here. DeAndre Hopkins, they brought in, you know, a solid running back in James Conner. AJ Green is obviously in that receiver room now. And on the defensive side, you got Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Obviously, their rookie, Zach Collins. So there's a lot of guys that they've brought in this offseason to hopefully bolster this team to even make the playoffs in a very, very tough NFC West. But I think I'm liking the Arizona Cardinals, and that's why I'm going to buy them. Now, and you could say, well, from week one, week two, I'm a little concerned. Look, and I get it. The first game, they obliterate. They go into Tennessee, absolutely shut down Derrick Henry, you know, make the Tennessee look like, a really bad team make like Derrick Henry looks like a bottom five running back who truly is a top five running back but make them look bad and then they go into week two and then they're down 20 to 7 at a point in the game versus the Minnesota Vikings they come back they win off a missed field goal you could say it was luck but that's the way football goes so I think this is a very interesting team because I think we know what their offense is made of and I think we've seen that in the past two weeks you know the first week they put up 38 points the next week they put up 34 this offense, we see it's explosive. We see the ability that it has. Kyler Murray's a beast right now. He's thrown for 689 yards, seven touchdowns. The rookie, Rondell Moore, leads in targets and receiving yards with 182 receiving yards and one touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins just not far behind with 137 receiving yards and three touchdowns to go along with that. But I think it's the defense. And that is why I'm buying this team. Because I think we're going to see more of the defense we saw versus Tennessee than we saw against Minnesota. In the first half of that Minnesota game, they just looked lazy and they looked like they weren't trying. I think if this defense really tries and really shows up in the in the meaningful games, they are going 
to be difference makers. I mean, like I said, we saw Chandler Jones have a crazy game week one with five, four, with five sacks and two forced fumbles. And Isaiah Simmons had himself a day and he, he contained Derrick Henry very, very well in that Tennessee game. So I think while the defense might've been very different in week two, I don't expect to see that defense we saw in week two be for the rest of the season. And so that's why I'm buying into the Arizona Stock just because I think their offense is so explosive and we've seen the ability and how you know frustrating this defense can be for opponents. So the next team I'm gonna talk about and the next two teams I feel like are almost like obvious, but I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> obvious. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Rams, they've beat the Bears on Sunday night in week one, and then they beat the Colts 27 to 24. I think this is a Rams team that is built for the Super Bowl. And, and I said this earlier in a podcast, earlier in this offseason. Obviously, when the Stafford trade went down, it was Super Bowl or bust for this team, right? You don't trade that much for a quarterback in his late 30s, I mean, early 30s, and not just expect a playoff or two wins, right? You, you That's not what you do when you make that type of trade, especially for a guy like Stafford. But Stafford has lived up to everything a, a Rams fan can imagine right now. He's thrown for 599 yards. He's already thrown five touchdowns and he has a 70 completion percentage. I mean, he he looks amazing. He, he really does look great. And especially, I mean, the first play in SoFi Stadium for the Los Angeles Rams in a packed stadium is like a 70 yard bomb to Vance Jefferson. I mean, what a fan, <laughs> like you, you couldn't really write it better if you're a Rams fan in that situation. And the guy that has just stepped up on this Rams team and he's always been good, but I think this is his breakout year and that's Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup, man, I, he's been a favorite target for Matthew Stafford through these first two games. He already has 271 yards off three touchdowns, which is tied for first in the NFL. And he has a 90.7 PFF grade. He is doing absolutely everything you could ask for him. You, 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 you really could not ask for anything else from Cooper Cup. Now, obviously, Robert Woods hasn't gotten involved as much as you would like to, and that just shows how dynamic this team could be. They Cooper Cup is doing everything right now, and they're 2-0 and just completely obliterating teams offensively. And then you flip the page, and defensively, I mean, <laughs> they got two of the best players in the, the league at defense. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best corner in the league, and then you have Aaron Donald. Some people even say the, the greatest defensive player of all time. So, you're matched up with these two guys week in and week out. I, I just don't know how you expect to really score points. Um, but like I'm in, in, so the Rams, like I said, th this is a team you got to buy into. And I think everyone's known you've got to buy in this team, but we've now we see the product. Now we see what the Rams are capable of. I'm buying into it. This is a huge week though. They play Tampa Bay week three. Th this is going to be where we see who truly the Rams are. I'm not saying that they lose this game. I'm out of the running for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. But I do think this is a big game and this huge statement win they, they could get at home at SoFi. So the next team is Tampa Bay. <laughs> the, the crazy thing about Tom Brady is he is 44 years old and he makes every team, every defensive team he plays look like a high school football team. I mean... <laughs> It's it's crazy how in like it's crazy the longevity that he's been in the league and at the at how he can stay at the top of the game. It's it's we are him and LeBron are the two guys you could really be like. It's crazy and age does not matter to them. Age just does not matter to them because they can literally play till they are seventy years old and probably will still be at the top of their game. 
Tom Brady has already thrown nine touchdowns. And I mean, it it it's it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy that he's able to do that. Right? But he's getting help from some of the vintage players. Antonio Brown has been solid this season. He has 138 yards and one touchdown to go in the in the past two games. And Rob Gronkowski, my personal favorite, he's on my fantasy team, so I gotta love me some Rob Gronkowski. But he has 129 yards and four touchdowns in the past two games. Both these guys, two years ago, were out of the league and looked like they weren't coming back. And now they are being key pieces on the defending Super Bowl champs run back to the Super Bowl. Chris Godwin has also been amazing. He's He's been electric too. So, I mean, there has been no stop between when they won the Super Bowl and now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have somehow, and yes, I know they've returned all 22 starters, and I don't want to bore you with that because I feel like every reporter says that, but they've returned all 22 starters and literally have not missed a beat. They have not missed a beat. A beat. I mean... <laughs> You know, and I do think the only concern going forward is their secondary. Because we all know you cannot run against this front seven. Devin White, Levante David, Ndamukong Su, Vita Vea, man. This dude's a beast. But you can throw on it. And that is the one concern going forward. And that's why this huge week three game is a big, big test for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's going to be Cooper Cup versus secondary. Robert Woods versus secondary. It's going to be a very, very interesting game. But continuing on with the last team that I'm going to buy into, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, (laughs) call me crazy, but I do think the Las Vegas Raiders are better than a lot of people think. Look, they're 2-0. But what, and you could say, well, they played the Ravens and the Steelers and the Steelers don't look as good. But they've shown they can win the tight games. And to me, that's important because of, Last year, they couldn't do that. Last year, they, they weren't able to win when it came down to the wire type of games. They can now do that. They are doing that in the back-to-back weeks. The Monday night game in week one was a fantastic game. They did that. Then against the Steelers, they went on the road versus the Steelers. Derek Carr has been very, very impressive. Look, the defense, it might not be maybe top five in the league, but it is a way lot is way better than it was just a year ago, just a year ago. And they are right now six in turnover differential with three interceptions. I mean, this defense is coming together. I I do think the Raiders are very good. Now, are they going to win the AFC West? Probably not. (laughs) I mean, look, the Chiefs might be one and one, but this Chiefs team is really good. (laughs) So I, I, it's going to be a little hard. Maybe they do, but I'm not saying they are, but I do think this is a team you got to buy into because this team has potential and the, the schedule isn't that tough. It's really not that tough for the rest of the season. So I'm expecting this team to turn some heads and be in that 9-10 win area because of how experienced Derek Carr is. And I just overall think that the defense is going to get it together. I mean, like I said, they're doing very well. And the biggest thing is they got an easy schedule. They don't They don't have to worry about, obviously, you got Kansas City twice a year. You Maybe you got the Broncos. Maybe you got some teams like that. But you don't got week in and week out got to play tough tough AFC or NFC teams so we're going to flip the page we're going to with teams I would sell starting with the San Francisco 49ers now (laughs) and this is going to be a reoccurring theme with most of these teams I would sell but I'm going to give a reason besides that they've had an easy schedule for the past two weeks San Francisco 
for the first three quarters of the Lions game, looked like one of the best teams in the NFL, and then they completely collapsed. Now, it does say a win in the scorebook, but it was a, 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 a pretty big loss. I mean, they lost Jason Verrett and Raheem Mostert in the same game. They also lost their linebacker, Greenlaw, and he's out for eight weeks. So they don't got a lot of secondary help now. They lost, I'd say, an underrated linebacker, and they don't have their best running back. And Elijah Mitchell is also hurt, and Trey Sermon's also hurt. So now they're on like an emergency running back at this point. They don't really got a guy that they could trust. And their schedule is not super easy. I mean, they play Green Bay this Sunday night, and in two weeks, they play Arizona. So it's not going to just be an easy roll to the playoffs again, and especially in an NFC West that they play, it's going to be very tough. And with no true run game and Jimmy Garoppolo, who I wouldn't say is the most dynamic quarterback, while he's been good this season, I'm not blaming Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been very, very solid. He's made the plays he needed to make. He's just not too dynamic. And I think with no run game, you have to have some sort of dynamic quarterback. And I don't see that in Jimmy Garoppolo. Will this team still compete? I think this team will still compete, but I don't think they're a team that you should buy into and think that they are truly contenders in this year's NFL. The next team is the Carolina Panthers. And, and I want to preface this with, I love what Sam Donald has been doing. I am so happy for Sam Donald. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm a big Sam Donald guy, so it's, it's great to see Sam Donald be just show off the true skill set that he had that he wasn't able to show in New York. I mean, he's already thrown for 888 yards, three touchdowns, and has a 99 you know, rating. And him and DJ Moore look extremely good. I mean, there looks like there's a lot of chemistry there. Obviously, DJ Moore has been a beast, one of the more underrated receivers in this league. I'm just very, very happy for Sam Darnold in this situation, but I'm still selling selling the stock on the Carolina Panthers. They just lost Christian McCaffrey. He could be done for two to three weeks. They lost their, I'd say one of their best corners, if not their best, JC Horn. I would, I'd say he's their second best. Obviously, Dante Jackson, no disrespect. He's a hell of a corner. They lost their, you know, their rookie corner, J.C. Horn. He's going to be out for a while. Could be even season ending. We'll see depending on what he decides if he wants to get surgery. The injuries are concerned to me because those are two guys that they are really going to miss. And especially with, you know, I wouldn't say a tough, tough division, but you still have Tampa Bay, the Saints. A little lackluster, but this team showed the Saints what's up. I mean, this team in week two beat the Saints convincingly 26 to 7. So I like where the Carolina Panthers are. Matt Rule has done a fantastic job, but I don't think this team is on the level that these other teams are that are 2 and 0 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, the Rams and the Cardinals. Those specifically those three teams, I don't see them on that type of level just because as great as Darnold is. Christian McCaffrey's out for a while. DJ Moore can only do so much. And as great as the defense is, you you lose a big loss in your rookie, J.C. Horn. And now you go to Dallas next week. And I think that's the big test for Dallas. I I think that's the big test for Carolina. You're going to have to beat Dallas. And it's also a big game for the Cowboys, but we're not talking about the Cowboys in this podcast. You You beat Dallas in Jerry's world. You show some people what's up. I think that's how it goes. You show people, if you can beat Dallas in Dallas... You beat Dallas and Dallas, then you can show them what's up. Now, the final team is the Denver Broncos. And I mean no disrespect for the Denver Broncos because I think they're a fantastic team, right? I, I think the way they're constructed is I mean, they're a well-rounded team. You got hell of a receiver. You know, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick has been a great receiver for the past few years. Obviously, they lost Jerry Judy. Uh, he'll be maybe back halfway through the season. 
Uh, Melvin Gordon, the personal favorite of mine, he's really rejuvenated his career here in Denver. He's already rushed uh, for 132 yards, has a touchdown, and averages 5.5 yards an attempt. And Teddy Bridgewater has been all you can ask for. I mean, he's been a he's been a good playmaker. He's been a good game manager, and he's they haven't needed him to do so much. Well, that's because they played the Giants and the Jags, and this week they played the Jets. So I'm expecting the Broncos to be 3-0 at the end of this week. If not, then yeah, definitely sell the stock on the Broncos. But I, I do really like this Broncos team. And I, like I said, I think this is a very well-rounded team. But I can't buy into them until they play somebody until they play somebody and beat somebody convincingly that is actually a good team. And that is week four versus the Ravens. And that is going to be the test for the Denver Broncos. And we're going to see what they're truly, truly made of. And that's the same with all these teams I would sell. If these teams could come out of the next few weeks and beat, you know, some of these harder teams convincingly, then yeah, maybe you should buy the stock. But for now, I just can't see it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm here to